Have you guys yeah. ever watched Community? <laughs> so there's it's, it's from an, a newer season where like lots of the old cast is gone. Um, but it's like the old black guy is like it's like a flashback. He's like back in my day, I was a professional white person greeter. <laughs> it's like I would just oh no encourager. I would just encourage white people <laughs> at parties. <laughs> I watched that. I'm like that is literally me. <laughs> That's a that's one of the like funniest bits from that season, just because that guy is so good. What's his name again? Who is it? No, he's very famous. Something David, I think. David's in there somewhere. Keith David. Keith David. Keith David. David. He's so funny. Yeah, he's got such a like great voice, and like at the end, hey Addy, we're talking about Community. Oh yeah. Yeah, at the end of that episode when he like they're at the like wedding and he's just like getting out of control encouraging white people too much it's really good <laughs> it's just like so, so many of his lines i've said at like every party like i'll just walk up to someone and be like look at you god <laughs> oh, you really know how to handle those meatballs <laughs> and you with those green beans <laughs> another another one of my favorite things he has in that show is um they're talking about like birds or something and he's like what like feathers and hollow bones and brit is like yeah and wings and he's like bugs have wings <laughs> just like zero to 60 like bugs have wings love it open wide for some soccer are you guys gonna tell us about your first uh your first soccer soccer day back together Man, I think I'm still like that was like three days ago, and I think I'm still like half. I have like half of my walking ability that I had before we played. But it was like it was it was it was fun. It was nice to get out there. But I just basic skills, man. Basic soccer skills are just difficult. Diff- once you start losing it, once you start, it it takes takes a while to get it back. I think I think though if you can run, you're probably fine. Yeah. Like that that's what I think. Like for the first two minutes, I'm like, still got it. And then I'm winded and I'm like, well, put me down. <laughs> Off to the glue factory. <laughs> like I'm just well, I'm useless after after a couple sprints. So I know. It really puts in perspective, just like I don't know. I, I feel like it's hard as an adult to like keep that fitness up like keep the cardio up just for the fact that it just like when you're a kid you just do it and it's like you just go and do it it's like you don't realize how it affects like your performance on the field but now it's like when you're an adult you gotta like find time to just like move fast somewhere and it's like jesus man it just becomes difficult and then i'm like fuck it i'm playing goalie (laughs) (laughs) like i just like just so i'm not a liability to the team i will stand between the pipes and fall over and make saves i'm down with that because yeah like what adrian was saying like after a few sprints it's over it's over make one run don't even get the pass because i don't know fucking ball fucks off somewhere uh to no no one's fault and then it's over like i'm i can't track back they are getting an on-man rush in it yeah yeah it's kind of brutal i think that's like when you say um 
when you're when you're adults it's hard to keep that fitness i think and addy might have something to say about this too because oh. addy and i are of similar minds when it comes <laughs> to soccer it's like no forgiveness for spit for fitness if your formation is correct if your spacing is correct and you make the right passes you just make the correct run you won't be tired <laughs> This and then is, you get uh, out there, and then it's all over. Is, uh, like when, when we played soccer, it wasn't too far off. I mean, we like you, you make a run in when we were playing. People be guys like, oh, fuck. When you didn't have subs, you were done. You're, oh, you're my close. God. You're just, like, you're just like walking on limp noodles for like. I mean, we're, we were the only indoor team that played deep defensively. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> we like, like hack it to uh, Nat. We, like, Nat still had everything. <laughs> it's funny because i would watch your team play and correct me if i'm wrong i like i remember watching your team play and it's not like you guys didn't have runners like you have players like nat is a good runner <laughs> uh, maybe, <hold> on. <laughs> maybe i'm wrong okay arge richard arge, richard's arge was a runner richard's not yeah, bad richard's but the thing bad. was like when you just said that like oh we're the only indoor team that played deep it's like oh shit we have these runners we got to have them on the defensive side because we need them we need them for energy and pace at the back and the worst was like in indoor when like you kick the ball and it it goes like three fields over and then you got to like run and get it I'd be in net and I'd be like, Hey, I, I haven't moved all game. Like, I guess I'll go run and get it. Isn't there, like, isn't there a, a, a netting between the fields? Yeah. But like a lot of times it goes through the netting or over it or around it. So I would just like run and get the ball and then like get back to the crease. And like, when I get back to the, the, bo- the box, I'm like gassed. And I'm just like, man, I'm just sad now. Like I didn't even do anything. I just went to get the ball and I'm like, so tired like this is stupid and then like i can't goal kick which which i get roasted by deservedly so so i gotta get like richard to like take the goal kick and then he has to go play striker and i i'm like just a liability man just Uh, just liability and just remember nat nat would always bust my balls about fouling he's like hey don't foul i'm like don't don't pick don't bring attention to the way I play. Like, I've been okay so far. And I just kept like saying, don't foul. And the rest was like, oh yeah, like, this guy's pretty rough. <laughs> and like, that must have been confusing because I was probably being like, Addy, take his legs. Welcome to Soccer Group Chat. This is us talking about us playing soccer, a sport that we are very bad at, uh, a sport that we are very bad at playing, uh, a sport that we are okay at talking about. Uh, today I disagree we got... on, on both counts. <laughs> Uh, we got myself, Nick, Hope, Adrian, Addy's here all the way from Albania, but maybe potentially heaven. Uh, if you're seeing this on any video platform, his background is white. His camera is evangelical. So was there anything in particular that you guys noticed this weekend that you wanted to talk about? Uh, the floor is yours. Uh, guys, I just want to check in here uh, first with this, because obviously we all know I'm a Chelsea fan and I love blue, but I also love players that used to play in blue. Uh, and guys, Eden Hazard is injured again and not just like a small thing, like out for a couple of weeks. He's got this serious injury regarding a large muscle that's in his leg that's going to see him out for at least two months. Uh, and it just it's, it's just a continual story with Eden Hazard at Real Madrid. Not only is he li- not living up to expectations, um, but his health is a big concern. And 
you know, Zinedine Zidane seems to be keeping him hostage at Real Madrid. They they refuse to let him sit out for an extended period just so that he can heal up. Uh, and for it's, a, it's just a sad turn of events for who was, I think, one of the top three players in the world uh, on his day. Um, so it's really disappointing to see. I, I hope I hope Eden Hazard uh, heals up and gets better, but uh, I can't say things are looking good for the future of the Belgian superstar. Yeah, Hope, you mentioned that Hazard uh, was one on his day is maybe the third best player in the world. And the thing that I noticed over the week and over the weekend was the top two players in the world, uh, Messi and Ronaldo, are both out of the Champions League before the quarterfinals. I believe it's the first time since 2005 that both superstars are not going to feature in the last 16 or the rounds beyond. And there's been a lot of discourse kind of going around uh, the Twitterverse and the internet sphere about you know, whether the reign of these two guys are done and maybe it's time to hand, you know, hand the mantle over, pass the torch to the Killian Mbappes and the Erling Hallands of the world. And I just thought this was an interesting topic because, you know, basically since for the whole time that I've grown up, basically watching soccer, it's been Messi and Ronaldo. They've basically been fixtures throughout my entire life watching the sport. And, and watching, you know, as a fan of other sports like football and basketball and hockey, there's always this kind of thing where it's always like the top two, the top three guys, and eventually they get old. And, and there's always this discourse about whether they're done or not. And we saw it in the NFL this year with Tom Brady winning yet another Super Bowl. LeBron James is still at the top of the sport. Crosby and Ovechkin are still hanging on the NHL. So I, I just think that it's too early to count these two guys out. And I definitely think that uh, Hallen and Mbappe and guys like that are going to have to wait just a little bit longer because I definitely don't believe that Messi and Ronaldo are done just yet. Fair enough. Uh, to piggyback on that, um, on the whole um, Cristiano Messi thing. So Cristiano plays in in, uh, in in Italy with Juventus, which I naturally watch. Uh, I'm a fan of Italian um, Italian soccer. Uh, however, there's there's talk that they might actually get rid of him. So he hasn't he hasn't uh, returned. I guess he hasn't gotten the return on investment of Juventus winning the Champions League, which has been so long since they've won it. Um, I think there's word, I don't know how true it is, that Zidane might take him back to Real. So that's going to be a weird situation where we might have a reunion between uh, Messi and Cristiano. In my opinion, um, Juve, I think, has, um, with Pirlo being inexperienced, was, was, a, was a mistake, in my opinion, if they wanted to win something in time being. Ronaldo being like, having an, an insanely high salary comparatively with everyone else in Syria. Um, they've have, I have like a kind of like an aging backline as well. It's a, they're, they're a weird transitionary period where they might actually get rid of them. Uh, Barcelona, in my opinion, the biggest mistake they did was getting rid of Suarez. Um, I don't know if you guys want to like talk about that, but he was, he wasn't old. Like he was 33, I think 34. And they sold him to a rival, and he's lighting it up at, at Atletico, which I think was one of the biggest mistakes because they need a target man. They don't have one. Um, so it's, it's a weird situation where they both find themselves in. Um, I, think, I think there's a lot of up-and-coming talented players. I think Haaland and, and Mbappe are, are, are kind of targeted because they scored midfielders and, 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 and defenders coming up. They're very, very capable in many different ways. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting kind of situation where they each find each other. And to turn to another one of the expectant performers in the Champions League, we got PSG 
You may have heard about the issue with Di Maria and Marquinhos. They were both the targets of uh, robberies while they were playing uh, in a game. Di Maria was actually subbed off because there was potential danger to his family. Uh, this is also not the first time Di Maria has been targeted for robberies. In 2015, when, he's, when he was at Man U, uh, some people tried to, to rob his house there. Um, and so I'm, I'm titling my little segment here, Crime Watch, because that's, that's not all that was uh, strange and, and messed up in the world of football this week. We also had uh, the Everton Ladies Stadium being a target for arson or suspected arson. Um, their main stand and some of their nets were damaged, which is just like inexplicable to me. I, I don't know who would target them in that way. It's, uh, it, it's madness. And you see like Liverpool supporters club as well. They tweeted at them saying, you know, whoever did this is a disgrace to Liverpool. So I don't know if there's some thoughts that like, maybe it's a Liverpool fan. Uh, they said the city of Liverpool, but is this a weird partisan attack? Who knows? And then finally, we've got the Dinamo Zagreb coach resigning because he's going to prison for six and a half years for fraud. Uh, I don't know if you remember Modric a few years ago was caught up in like a, a tax thing. Dinamo Zagreb uh, officials were embezzling funds and Modric was part of that because of, I think of his transfer fee from Tottenham. So not the thing you want in your preparation for your round of 16 meeting with Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> is your coach going in the slammer. Um, to add to that, I think I remember the issue with Modric a long time ago was like the president of Dinamo Zagreb, the owner, is into some sketchy stuff. I think I think ultimately what it was is um, he was well known for for having ties with like you know feelers and different illegal activities in Croatia as a whole. So I don't know if he ties into this at all, but I know he was actually like they tried to get him on multiple charges and he always somehow escaped them. So it was, it was a weird case of Modric be, being called up against his like ex president or his, I don't know if he's still president or not. But he was like testifying, he's like, oh, he's fair. It was a weird situation where he was like chastised for supporting him, but certain supporters within the Dynamo like uh, applauded him for it. So it's a weird situation where it's like a team versus kind of uh, a pretty guy who's providing for that team ultimately. It's, it's, it's kind of like a weird dichotomy of like fans love him, but everyone else hates him. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you love to hate him in a way. It's one of those players that's like super aggressive and you hate to play against and just breaks legs. But as a team, you're like, cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it sucks for the other team, but for you, you have like a hard tackling defender with his long run that, that serves you well. Yeah, it's a shame that, that this is happening with uh, Dinamo. I think seeing like a team like Zagreb in the Europa League, I want them to do well because they're, they're outside of the big leagues. Uh, so is this going to hurt their probably relatively slim chances against Tottenham? And uh, Tottenham are going to be out for a result because they just lost the North London Derby. Uh, in a pretty interesting game, a lot of talking points in that. Uh, the, the first one, I think, has got to be uh, Lamella's goal, a very nice Rabona goal. I don't know about your first reaction. Maybe I'll share mine after because I'm interested in what yours was. I'm hearing this is like an early goal of the season. Do you see anything beating this? You know, from my perspective, I don't really care for Arsenal's success. If anything, I want them to do as poorly as possible. Or sorry, Tottenham. Sorry, it was Lamella. Um, I also want Tottenham to do poorly. Um, and when I saw Lamella, 
hit that goal and hit the Rabona with his left foot, I think it was. Um, I thought to myself, how unnecessary your right foot is right there. And it just speaks to how um, Lamella is so one-footed that he will do anything humanly possible to not hit the ball with his right foot. Great goal still. When I saw the goal, I was like, I was pretty shocked. And then I saw a video um, of some guy like filming his TV when, when they were showing the replays and just going, what the, what the fuck? What the, and that was like my reaction too when I saw it. And I was, cause it was just like, everyone was freaking out about this like great Rabona goal. And I kind of saw it and I was like, okay, that was a great skill, but like you just kind of kicked it into the corner. Like, could you not have just done that normally? I mean, more power to him. And again, like we talked off the top, I don't know how to play soccer. So I cannot judge. I cannot analyze what he was doing, what he was thinking. Maybe there's some weird defending where the only way to kind of, he didn't have time maybe to get his body turned properly to set up the right-footed shot. I don't really know. Great goal. Uh, Love the skill. And, but I mean, also, nah, yeah, I mean, it's just a little bit weird. Okay. I'm, I'm reeling a little bit here. Addy, what was, what was your reaction? Um, I thought it was an exceptional goal, realistically. However, now that the guys are talking about it, <laughs> logically analyzing it, it could have gone very wrong. Like it reminds me of um, the, do you, do you remember the Balotelli, um, like the, the turn <laughs> where he tried to score and he fucked up and he messed up room. <laughs> and he got happened. subbed off like, right it, afterwards. It was, it was an exceptional goal. Great to see, but it could have gone very wrong, whereas a simple touch could have gone in. Okay, I want to I wanna jump in here because I went on the opposite journey as you guys here. I heard about this Rabona goal kind of like Nick, and I was like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, right. I didn't know that is what a Rabona is, honestly. <laughs> so, but not that impressive. <laughs> um, but then, and so I saw it again. I was re-watching the highlights and I was like, yeah, not that impressive. And then I saw it close up and I was like, oh, oh, very impressive. Because I, I think one, the buildup play is really good. They switch the play, comes to Mora, comes to Lamella. He has it, it it's, it's nearly stopped. It, the ball is slowed down significantly. I think the Rabona was the only way he could have hit that ball with that amount of power. I think, and I, th- I think that's what makes it a great goal. Cause I still don't think it's like, a like, you know, push cash. I don't think he's, he's no Olivier yeah. Giroux with this goal, <laughs> but I really think like, that's why you practice skills. So you can have this improvisation. Like you can tell he didn't think about it. He was just like, yeah. you know, he had the body memory to be like, this is the only way I can get the proper strike on this. And then of course you get a bit of luck getting a nutmeg in there. I think you just kind of do that and and see it happen. But yeah, I thought I thought it was a uh, at first man, and then I was like, oh, spicy, nice, <laughs> Jeff's kiss. Um, so I'm going to give myself the last word on that. <laughs> Arsenal aren't high in the table, and then they get a two-one win over Spurs. Who, in fairness, Mourinho was shitting on them pre-match. We don't look at seven points below us; we look at seven points ahead of us. Whatever, but Arsenal have the audacity to claim and maybe not through their official networks, but through bleacher report um, that we, the North, <laughs> even though who the hell claims only a portion of a city first off, because we know, <laughs> you know, you know, Arsenal and Spurs. That's nice. We own two blocks of London. Uh, I've last, I checked the only team that matters in London is Chelsea FC and they stole Toronto Raptors signage. <laughs> 
I saw that on Twitter and I was, first of all, I was appalled, but I wasn't shocked because Bleacher Report, I feel like is pretty notorious for stealing other people's content. I don't know. I don't know, Hope, if you, if you kind of follow that, but there's, there's a basketball tweeter named Rob Perez, Worldwide Wob, uh, and he tweets, basically live tweets, like he watches League Pass every night and just like tweets clips of, of different games and bleacher report basically it's like clockwork kind of like they basically take the same thing that he just tweeted slightly change the caption and then because they have the rights to the, the content they just have a clearer video and it's the same thing and kind of steals their likes i mean part of me thought it was cool that like something that the raptors did kind of got that i feel like arsenal probably has way much more way more worldwide notoriety than the Raptors do. But I still think, I mean, we the North is such a well-known brand and such a well-known thing. It's the whole country supports it. Everyone around the NBA knows about it. And for, for Bleacher Report to just go and kind of like take it uh, and, and, you know, associate it with Arsenal and thinking it's some like original thing. It's like, come on. Also like they put Gunnersaurus in the picture, which I thought was kind of funny too. Yeah. Gunnersaurus. Uh, you canned him. You put <laughs> yeah. him on his ass. He, he's gone. And yeah, now you're, so, you have the audacity to do that. So I think it's crazy too. I mean, I, I guess it kind of shows like Bleacher Report is a, you know, famous uh, big content company. They're a machine. They're owned by Turner. They have money and stuff. But I mean, I guess it kind of shows that like, Maybe they don't actually just like care about soccer. Maybe they don't actually follow anything. Maybe they're just here for the likes, here for the clicks. Maybe they need four guys based in Toronto, Ontario to call to them out. Exactly. What soccer is really about. And exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I don't know. know. It's like, I mean, I, I thought we like, isn't that not plagiarism? Is that not just theft? Like, I, could you not come up with something different? Unless, unless the Raptors kind of gave them clearance to use that, then it's a whole different thing. But I suppose at this point, um, you know, theft doesn't really matter in terms of, uh, you know, the digital rights of things distributed yeah. on Twitter. Um, but if, if like back to Adrian's, sorry, I was going to call you Richard. <laughs> back to Adrian's uh, initial point before I want to talk shit about Arsenal a little bit more is that if someone should be thieved away from Arsenal, it should be Harry Kane, shouldn't it? From, from Arsenal? Oh, sorry, I mean, from Spurs. Well, he's let thieved from Arsenal They already. made their choice. They looked at that pudgy eight-year-old and they were like, Mm-mm, no, no. Do you see what happens when like these two clubs that are just like absolutely useless come into my mind? They don't compete for anything. They're interchangeable. Red, white. Who really cares when you're ninth on the table? I mean, I'd agree, but we're fucking getting relegated. So <laughs> what do I care? Addy, do you think do you think Harry Kane should stay at Arsenal? Do you think or sorry, fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry I keep mixing up these banter clubs. Should Addy, should Harry Kane stay at Spurs or should he wanna progress his career and move somewhere bigger? The Harry Kane thing's been going on for years. It's like it's like will he won't he thing. And Tottenham kind of have most uh, results are not great on the table. Um, I think he's comfortable with Tottenham. Whether or not that's great for his career, he's one of those players that I think values comfortability above all. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he wants to win trophies. But he's not. Um, he's been at Tottenham for so long that I think he might just stick around, is my opinion. This is a weird case of a loyalty or, any, if anything, Stockholm, Stockholm syndrome. 
It's like, it's not so bad. It's good. <laughs> like, he's so used to it. That it's just like, he's like, he's like oh, it's, it's all right. It's not bad. <laughs> it could be a case of that. Um, but ultimately, if, if you think about leaving, who would, who would realistically purchase him? In terms of like, I, I, I think he's, he's one of those players who would probably want to stay in England. I don't think he'd do too well outside of it. Like, it kind of reminds me, like, Bale comes to mind. Bale did well in, in Real Madrid, but he never really acclimated himself. Didn't learn Spanish, didn't really try as much to, to kind of get integrated. So I feel like, in my opinion, Harry Kane's similar. So if anything, he might stick around in, in England. Um, if my guess is a, 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 a team who needs him would be maybe one of the two Manchester teams, possibly, if they need, like, a, a, a good striker. But realistically, I don't, I, don't see, I don't see him going anywhere else, in my opinion. For a guy like Kane, who could realistically become the mayor of London, uh, he's he's still young enough. He's he's you know he's gonna keep getting better. Uh, he's one of the best in the world, and he's you know he's the engine that drives that team. And I think that if he kind of goes, there's so many like if he goes to a team like Real Madrid or you know Man U. Um, maybe even Chelsea. Like, I feel like he just kind of becomes another, another cog in the machine. And I feel like with Spurs, like he, he, like, how do you say he thrives on comfort and he thrives on stability. And I feel like he is a big source of that stability because he, the fact that he's on that team makes them, makes their ceiling so high and their floor so high too. It sounds like, like you think Harry Kane would, would Benteke if he went to a bigger team, like, like when Benteke went from Villa to, to Liverpool, he was no longer the main man and he just didn't perform. But I think like, I think Kane, if Man U could tempt him there would still be the main man at, at Man U. He would be, I think just as crucial. I think if they, if, if Man U could get Kane, like maybe Ben White and say Ben White's actually as good as maybe his reputation is the Brighton center back uh, who's like rumored that Maguire is that's the guy he wants to play with whether or not he wants to play with Maguire <laughs> lately. Um, but I think if they got him, you know, Kane, maybe white and, you know, someone on the wing, apparently they're desperate for, I, I don't see that as much personally, but I'm not a man U fan. I'm not a part man U owner like Nick, which we learned he has a few shares um then then i think they're title contenders i because he can bring so much to a team especially a team with dangerous wide players it's exactly what i was gonna say when you said that like when you said that oh if he went to chelsea he would just fade into the back or like no please (laughs) like i i wish we had a we had a striker that could both hold up the ball and really really um you know act as that wall for our wingers especially the way we play i think through harry kane's career he's not only gotten better but he's really developed his games in different his game in different ways to suit whoever's managing him at the time i mean like yeah spurs right now they play they play counter-attacking football right goes up to him they hope to god how many sons available and they play off of each other um but i do also agree with but i agree with adi in that i don't think he would ever go abroad um because mostly because i don't see those teams like real madrid or, or juve or anything like really catering to him like they're just very you know wanting to play like their style of football i mean maybe if you're the player at that level uh you're going to have to cater to them anyways. Uh, but it's probably just that bias of him being English and him like being in an English league for the entire entirety of his career that I can't see him adjusting to, to a European game. 
I do think he would be an excellent replacement for Benzema because of the link up play he's shown this year. So, you know, that's a free one, Florentino. You could take that. Uh, should we talk about one of the other big strikers in Europe? Zlatan Ibrahimovic, oh. maybe the striker in Europe, if you ask him. Coming out of retirement to play for Sweden. Saw that today. Uh, with the always humble Instagram post, God has returned, I think is what it said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The king of, uh, the king of uh, Milan, like Milan on the city has returned. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's had a bit of like a, a career, um, I guess, rising recently, especially for, for his age. Um, prior, to, prior to him getting injured, which, which has been the case recently, I mean, you know, age will eventually catch up to him, but he's doing well enough. He was like, um, I think, top, top scorer in terms of like minutes per game played. I think he had like 17 games, 13 goals, 14 goals, which took Lukaku like 20 something to get. Um, he's he's a weird he's a weird he's a weird uh, player. He's very aggressive. He requires a lot. If he's off, he's off. He's like he's noticeably off, which is the only downside with Zlatan. He's very um, he's kind of um, he's a good player, but he's been he's been more off than on recently. Um, he he hosted San Remo, which was hilarious because there was a it was a weird case of uh, uh, Italians just being very talkative and then just being very like um, subtle and um, and and and, uh, and solemn, I guess, uh, while at the same time just being cocky as hell because that's his thing. For the uninitiated, what is that, Adrian? It's it's like the the biggest festival in Italy, effectively. It, it's become a thing since like the fifties. Um, people love to watch it. It's it's like a bunch of Italian well-known singers take part in it. Um, there's like one winner who I think gets to represent them. Um, I'm not sure in Eurovision or not, but I can't, don't quote me on it. But it's just like, it, it's a prestigious kind of festival that a lot of people watch. I know Bane watched it when we were younger, uh, not as much anymore, but it, it, was like, it was like nationally broadcast. It was just like kind of a, a neat thing to, to take part in. It's, it's fairly well known in Italy and it's fairly well watched. Um, so he took part in it. He was, he was like his usual cocky self, um, like he does. Um, but yeah, to, to kind of transition that, so I want to talk about you for the whole time. Uh, I'll transition to AC Milan. Uh, they're not doing well. <laughs> I'm just going to cut straight to it. They're doing poorly. Um, they went from like unbeaten to having this this like this like invincible era to just a nosedive into draws and, and losses to like Spezia, which was, I think, the turnaround, the negative turnaround of our season. Um, so they, they've had a weird time. I think the most recent match with Napoli was telling – um, I'm not too disappointed in it, but I think what AC Milan is going for is top four. So they've had, they haven't had Champions League. Uh, they haven't participated in Champions League since like 2013. So I think the Scudetto was a nice push. It was kind of like a nice surprise. We're like, oh, awesome. But I realistically, I never saw it as, uh, as happening. They've also been plagued by injuries, unfortunately. Most of our starting players have had issues, have been out. Ben Serra is like a driving force in midfield has been out. Uh, Ibra, uh, we've had issues with defenders. Tomori has been exceptional on a side note, Hope. Uh, very good player. Probably going to keep him if, if, uh, if it works out, which I think it will. Um, but yeah, overall, I think they've been plagued by injuries. We don't really have a striker. Leao is not a center forward. He's been on and off as well. We don't have a right winger. I think, I think if we need to invest somewhere, it's a right wing for sure. 
Um, but yeah, the, the game with Napoli was as disappointing as it was that we lost. I think the creativity is there. It's just like finishing that's the issue. Um, I think I think we've had a lot of chances. So that kind of that's a silver lining in my opinion, where it's like chances are being created, which we didn't have in the past. In the past, it was like shit, you have like one, you know, brilliant moments kind of like with Ibra and you'd score. Whereas Ibra was constantly getting um getting fed the ball and kind of uh having chances to score and so would Ravich and 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 the other players as well. So that's kind of the silver lining. At least we have some form of creativity. Whether or not that gets converted, um, it's a whole other issue. It's disappointing that we lost, but that's where it kind of I'm hopeful of the future and kind of getting that top four spot. I think we're out of the Scudetto. I think I think uh, Inter is winning it realistically, um, and it's it's nice for a different variety. I'm not I'm not I'm not as as hateful towards Inter as like a crosstown rival, but it, it's good to at least have break the the Juventus winning mold that they've been doing for so long. So it kind of breaks the monotony. Yeah, so then at the end of the game, there was all that chaos with the ref checking like two plays on VAR at the same time that took like 10 minutes. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Do you think it was should, it was Milan, I think, right, who there was a penalty shout and then there was a red card right after. Uh, so if you want to just take us through that quickly. Sure. Um, so I think the penalty call was iffy, um, if I'm being super honest. I could have gone either way. I think I think was a player that makes the most out of challenges so for best or worst he's kind of gotten known to do that so it was it was an issue of it could have gone either way i think i'm okay with not not not, not being called a penalty it's kind of the issue with a lot of players who dive a lot they've kind of like they, they put that doubt um even with VAR. um so i think i i, I think it was if he i i think i'm okay with the, the, the call being a non-penalty call. Rabich was just being a, a, a bit of a, a bit of a knucklehead, realistically. He, he, I think he, he, he said something about the ref's mother uh, being a, <laughs> a, a, a horn Naples. Yeah, typical soccer stuff. Like Ibra and, and Lukaku had the whole like you know the whole spat during the match, but it's two players. You're 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 talking shit to the ref. Naturally, there's going to be repercussions. I think he's uh, he's uh, suspended for two games. Uh, which kind of sucks because he's also one yellow away from getting suspended again. So it was, it was yeah, it was, it was not headed. It was, it was, a, it was a dumb move. And he's, he, he's, a, he's a good, he's a good player. But he was, I think it was, it was just like the frustration of the game that got to him. Is that like Italian go-to banter, like making fun of someone's mother? Like, wasn't it Marco Materazzi telling the <laughs> Don, so like f your mother or something like that, that made him headbutt him? Yeah, <laughs> I think he called his. I think. He called Zidane's mother a terrorist or something, and then I think it was his sister. Oh, his sister, yeah. yeah. Uh, family. So, to add it's, to that, it's... to add to that, so in Albanian in general, I, I feel like Albanians and Italians are kind of similar, uh, similar personalities. Everyone has a mother, realistically. Like you know, everyone has a mom. So, so <laughs> when you see something about someone's mother, it's like, all right, well, like, like screw you back. You know, it's kind of like a banter. If you mess with someone's sister, not everyone has a sister. So that's kind of like a very, a very like, it's, it's a big issue. So that's like, like I've right. done my homework. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've researched it. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of what it is. Um, it's, it was always like a touchy subject. So people would kind of like push your buttons that way. Because everyone, like, someone makes money. If, you, if you're a mom, you like, you go right back at it. It's kind of like a banter thing. Uh, however, the sister, the sister thing is a bit of an issue, especially if like closer in age. You, so you don't have siblings, right? I have a sister. 
Oh, you yeah. do? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were an only child for some reason. I was like, you hold oh, no, a lot I, of power, I, I, but no, you have a weakness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was, uh, it, was uh, it was a cause for a lot of issues when I like, growing up because uh, a lot of people would, like you know push my buttons about it. But yeah, yeah. really, like, eh? oh, yeah, it's it's a first time experience. It's, it's a common thing here. <laughs> oh, lousy smart weather. <laughs> It's March Madness, and that is our our theme for this week. Before I explain how we're making that connection, let's do a very brief recap. Addy, you scored zero points because you didn't put any predictions in. So we don't hold it against you, but you, you know, yeah, you, the yeah, table will reflect that. Uh, <laughs> Nick, you had a good week. You scored eight. You managed to push your lead a little bit. Um, frankly, I thought about taking the points away from you because I don't think it was a penalty. Uh, against West Brom. I didn't watch it, but I don't think it was a penalty. Uh, and uh, Hope, you scored 11 points, buddy. So so you're the winner that week. You're making up ground, but we got to band together and, and take down Nick here. Anyway, let's focus. It's March Madness. So our random predictions connect to that, but also this is the biggest prediction week we have ever had because we are adding a Syria A game. And we are doing four Prem games because this is right before the international break. There's only four games between Friday and Sunday. So let's just do them all. So let's, let's break it down this way. We're going to go, Hope is going to predict, Nick is going to follow, and Addy, we're going to give him some time to think of his because he needs to get back in the swing of it after missing out a week with uh, injury. So our first team. Our first game, rather. There's two teams in this one, funnily enough. It's in Romania this Saturday. It's Polytechnica, Iasi versus Dinamo Bucharesti. Uh, well, um, Iasi sounds like a polytechnical school, and they can't have as much money as a Dinamo-sponsored <laughs> team. So Dinamo Bucharest wins 2-0. Ooh. I am also going to take Dinamo Bucharest and I am also going to take the same score 2-0. That's funny because I, I put it in that way because I meant to put it in Hope slot, but I put in 2-0 for you. Uh, Addy, what about you? Well, they're going to say the same thing, but for the sake of just a bit of change, I'm doing 1-2. Okay, 1-2. So one one uh, I think it's really elitist to uh, you know bet against them just because they're a polytechnic school. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say that they, they're going to win 2-1. How about that? Eat on that. Next, we're going to Malaysia. And Nick, you know what you'd like about Malaysia? Everything. Half of the country is on the Malay Peninsula and the other half is on Borneo Island. So like Gibraltar, it's both a peninsula and an island. (laughs) We are... If, you, if you're not a regular listener, uh, Nick, at some point in the past, thought Gibraltar was an island, and he that's going to be on his tombstone. And what luckily, an odd thing for him to never be able to live down. Yeah, lucky, lucky these guys keep reminding me, because I still think it's an island. I, I've never, I don't think I'm ever going to switch my uh, opinion on that, because you know everyone's He's, entitled to their opinion. He thinks it's an island after my story about how I walked over... <laughs> Spread the border from Spain to Gibraltar. He also thinks I was that picturing a massive bridge, like a land Prince bridge? Edward Island bridge, like the Prince Edward Island connecting Prince Edward Island to uh, the mainland, as it were. Uh, he also thinks that uh, being wrong can be an opinion, but 
let's throw up our hands because we've we've got to use them to point to which one of these teams or both of them if they're going to tie. It's UITM versus Keta. UITM, of course, standing for University Technology Mara FC. Well, I have a cousin named Keta. Um, he likes soccer. I think Keta beats these nerds two one. Does Keta want to? Does Keta want to come on the podcast? Well, Keta doesn't speak English, so probably not. All right. So um, Keta sounds like a diet that I once tried that worked really well, but fucked up my stomach. So we're gonna go with the other team, the university team, three uh, one. Um, all right. I think I feel like um, Malaysian teams are fairly high scoring because they probably have poor defense. Uh, I'm going to two. Why do we always assume that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> also, it's like sometimes when it's like, oh, I'm assuming they have poor defense. Could be a goal fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, man, actually, apparently, if you want excitement, watch women's football. The scores from last week, check out the, the Google Doc. They're insane. It's like 6-2, nice. 5-2, 4-0. It's amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to go with uh, a score line. I think the score line I'm going to choose is 4-2. They can't defend. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Gibraltar. What do you say? Uh, we've got... How are we getting there? By boat? By plane, train, or sea. It's Or your great. own damn feet. Planes, trains, and automobiles. It's a Glacis United. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ooh. G-L-A-C-I-S United versus College 1975. Oh, college College are way too young to have the savvy to beat a Glacis team that's been united for centuries. Uh, Glacis are winning. <laughs> Glacis United are winning. 1-0. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to go for the college side. Uh, something about colleges and islands just works well together. And Glacius sounds like they own that Manchester United that's on Gibraltar, that that island. So they'll be uh, they'll be in the red in their stocks like me. So uh, that other the college team is going to win seven four. Fuck it, that doesn't make any sense. Seven one. I mean. <laughs> You know, Portsmouth Reading, that was a 7 4 game, wasn't it? Portsmouth Reading, I'm pretty sure. Uh, write us, call in if you know <laughs> what game I'm talking about. Addy, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down on Hopi's prediction. 1 0 uh, Glasses United. All right. Um, so the Iglesias family, good singers. Also half Filipino. Also half Filipino, that clinches it. It's a 2-0 win. You put 7-1 for me, right? Can you put 7-1, not 7-4? I put 1-7. Did you mean the opposite? Yeah, yeah, 1-7 yeah. for the college. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's what I wrote. Yeah, yeah, good. Sweet. Okay, that's a one-point deduction for not being clear. <laughs> uh, we're going to Honduras, just like you always wanted. Honduras, is that an isthmus? I don't know. Might be. Probably not. Panama is, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> we need to get to Real. Let's stay in our lane and talk about history. 
and soccer, <laughs> not not geography. It's Real de Minas versus UPNFM. It's not a radio station. It's Lobos de la Universidad Pedagogica Nacional Francisco Morazan. See, usually I bet against the university team, uh, but clearly they know I like a team that's compact, a team that's direct. And what's more compact and direct than an acronym? Uh, so UPNFM is winning 3 0. God, God damn it, Hope. Like you literally, words out of my mouth. <laughs> the acronym thing got to me. I was like, that's a, that's a big acronym. It's gotta be a good team. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the first team one nil. Interesting. I'm gonna go three uh, one for uh, UPNFM. All right. Uh, Lobos means wolves, so that's got to factor in, right? So they have like seven Portuguese players and they're starting eleven. That's what you're saying. I'm gonna go with uh, Wolverhampton <laughs> to draw one one. <laughs> okay, Mexico. We've got, you know what's coming. We've got Atlético San Luis versus Pumas, U-N-A-M. Why are we including them? Because they're Pumas de la Universidad Nacional Autónoma de México. Your pronunciation is gorgeous. Um, is Atlético San Luis the team that is partnered with Atlético Madrid and Atlético Ottawa? Atlético Ottawa is so. partnered with... Atletico Madrid? Yeah, they are. They yeah. are. Like how? Yeah, they wear red and white. I think yeah, they're I think just like primary they're, investors. They're just, yeah, oh, yeah, they're, they're investors. investors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so through that connection alone um, of Ottawa and Nick Lasacco, who refers to the place as Thottawa, um, Atletico San Luis is going to win 2 1. I have been known to disparage my hometown in such a way before. Uh, but I am going to have to go with Pumas 4-2. Puma Pride? Yeah. Springfield Pumas. Um, doesn't doesn't like uh, Andre Gignac play for Pumas? No, he plays uh, for Tigres. Tigres. Oh, Tigres. <laughs> All right. Well, well, my mindset with uh, with Pumas anyways, because I thought he played for him, so I'm going 2-0 Pumas. <laughs> Yeah, this is a hard one because on the one hand, I didn't know that Atletico here was connected to, you know, Diego Simeone's Atletico. But then we got the principal of the mountains on the other side. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go with a 1-0 win for San Luis. Those Pumas are endangered. Um, let's go to Portugal. What's going on, Wolverhampton? Uh, it's UD Olivierensis. That was weak. <laughs> Versus Academ. You cursed me, Hope. You you complimented my obviously terrible pronunciation, and now it's even worse. Academica de Coimbra. I think that was good. Thanks, Addy. <laughs> Hope, what's your prediction? You know, I'm going to stand resolute with Adrian and say the second team is going to win <laughs> 1 0. I got a bias to you because I don't know if anyone can tell what the first team was. Yeah, the, import- gonna- 
Portuguese is also like such like a difficult because I read it and I'm reading it with the Spanish in my head, but I know it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go with the first. I'll just go with the UD Coimbra 2-0. Okay. You mixed the two teams. So I'm going to put that as 2-2. Is that okay? All right. Sure. Yes. One for Coimbra. Okay. Addy is one of our most solid predictors. So I'm just going to copy him. <laughs> Uh, finally, we're going to Ecuador. We've got Guayaquil City versus Universidad Católica. So just for your information, this game is played on a Sunday. So you're saying uh, <laughs> the Catholic University you. is not going to have any players? They are playing <laughs> what time, on Sunday. What time is the match occurring? Is it before noon mass or after noon mass? Will they have a full stomach when they play this match or will they not? <laughs> Regardless, I'm going with Guayaquil City, two one. Yeah, I'm, I'm also going to have to. Uh, the the other uh, the Catholic universities teams' minds are going to be elsewhere. Uh, so I'm going to take the first team, Guayaquil City. Is that is that what it is? Three mm-hmm. uh, 0 I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go very different. I think I think with the help of God Himself, <laughs> I think Universidad Católica will win a. You won <laughs> with his blessing. <laughs> you are you are also in heaven, so it, it works out for it makes sense for you to pick that. Um, I mean, you're never gonna beat their uh, their strike their strike trio of Jesus, Mary, and Josep. So, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say it's a draw. Yep, it's a one-one draw. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. We've we've done our university and, and polytechnic and academia teams. We're gonna do our one Syria A team game matchup. Uh, this is a on this podcast we like to pay a little bit of attention towards the bottom of the table. So we're gonna do that in Syria A. We've got Spezia versus Cagliari. Um, Torino, I think, is two games in hand, and I think if they win both of those, they can catch right up to Spezia, mm. who are. I don't remember exactly, but somewhere like 15th, 16th. So these two teams are, are both in the relegation scrap. Well, that's convincing enough for me. I think I remember uh, Giorgio Chiellini's son crying as he was walking out with his father uh, to receive the league trophy when Juve won the trophy because his son's a, a Turin fan and not a Juventus fan. So he's crying because he had to wear his dad's shirt uh, out onto the pitch. <laughs> Uh, so because of that, I hope Turin make it up, and I hope Spezia lose. And Spezia are going to lose, uh, lose nil two two nil. Just just to be clear, they are playing not Torino though. I know, but okay. didn't you say if Spezia lose and Turin win, Turin claim their spot out of relegation? Yeah, I just wanted to be to be clear there because you could catch up Nick, and if Nick is unclear, I will penalize him. But I want to give you every chance. Uh, so Nick, uh, I'm going to take out one of your butts, so I can't really hear you. Um, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? I'm shocked that Torino is so bad because I remember when Andrea Bellotti was like the next best thing to coming out of Italy and he was going to be like a hundred million dollar, uh, hundred million pound striker. Uh, anyway, we're going to go with La Spezia and La Spezia is going to take it two one. I think, I think, uh, Calgary needs to win. Um, and they have a decent team. I'm going to go one, three Calgary actually. Because I think Spezia has a bit more of, a, of like a reasonable window, um, and they have kind of easier matches. So, so they've got a window, and they have easier matches. 
and they have a bit of a cushion right now in points. That yeah. sounds like Newcastle uh, <laughs> a few, like five, eight games ago before this run. So obviously they're screwed. So I'm going to go also with Calieri. I'm going to say it's zero two for the, is Calieri, is that on, is that on course? No, Sardinia? Is yeah. that a Sardinian team? Sardinia. Maybe it's three then. Yeah. <laughs> They've got that stinky, like rotted maggot cheese. Mm. That'll that'll put some that'll put some uh, pep in your step. So, have you had that, Hope? Or are you just playing along? Am I'm I just, just playing, ruin- I'm okay, just I'm, playing along. All right, I'm just ruining the joke. Okay, Thanks. next we've got the Cottagers versus uh, the Peacocks. That was their nickname. We got the Lily Whites versus the Whites. That's right. It's Fulham versus Leeds. Uh, Fulham versus Leeds. Um, I mean, Leeds didn't score a goal against Chelsea. I think they'll score a goal against Fulham. Um, I think it's a 1-1. I feel like Leeds have, need to bounce back. I feel like they haven't been as good lately. Uh, Fulham's, Fulham has been good, but I think Leeds just have the horses, and uh, they're going to take this one 2-0. Um, I'm also going for Leeds. I'm going 3-1. I'm kind of following Richard's footsteps. Yeah, lot. you really are. You're, <laughs> you're, holy crap. Yeah, I'm looking down at your things. You are going to get around the same points as Richard this time. <laughs> so, <laughs> at, you for four I points. I think Leeds, Leeds, like, Bagford's going to do well. I feel like he needs to get his roof back. So, this might, this game might be it. Yeah, it's hard to say because Fulham are, like, fighting for their lives they're really up for it but but Leeds are also just a, a really gung-ho team and they're going to want to push up the table as much as they can on their their first season back in in a really long time hmm I think I'm feeling a, a one nil I'm I'm trying to go with my gut more here because I mean obviously I have no proof but I thought Arsenal were going to pull off a result and then I bet on Tottenham so uh, so I'm, I'm going to try and go with my gut here more. Um, this next one is, is, uh, is a bit hard for me. This next game. It's Brighton versus Newcastle. So uh, what's going to happen, boys? What where, do we think? Where, where are they playing? St. James? No, Amex. Mm, I think, oh, they've got the power of credit on their side. That's a long uh. trip. That's a long trip. I mean, uh, Britain long, Canada normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one TTC Who's, ride. Is uh, Saint Maximan is still out? Yeah. Is Almiron still out? Yeah. Is that why we saw so much Joe Linton last game? Yeah. Well, um, also, I think he'd probably be in the team anyway. To be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, who else would you put? In the team? But Wilson, Wilson might be back. I think they're unsure, but Wilson might be back. You know, uh, I'm not doing this to please Adrian, um, but I'm going to pick Newcastle to win this match just because for no for no good reason, just because I want to back Brighton so hard. It seems like the kind of match where I'd be wrong entirely. So, so two, no, not, not two. <laughs> 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 one, Joe Linton one, for a double? One, one nil Newcastle. Who knows? Maybe they'll just someone will throw uh John Joe Shevley will pick up Andy Carroll's corpse corpse and throw it at a ball in the air. Yeah. It'll go in. 
<laughs> oh man uh i want to see brighton go down because that would make the crystal palace fan in me happy and i want to see newcastle stay up because that would make adrian uh happy and would make us able to still talk about Premier league games next year which would be nice uh so we're gonna go with a draw uh one one because i think that this had one one written all over it um like the way newcastle played against villa salvaging that draw late um so i think that's gonna happen again brave predicting two goals for this game <laughs> i know it was brave for me to predict one goal <laughs> yeah yeah actually uh addy well you're gonna like my prediction uh two one newcastle i'm going oh damn you're going full Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I feel like we're gonna surprise. It's just gonna be it's just gonna be Lascelles with a double. <laughs> yeah, and, and just just to remind remind listeners, uh, Richard is my brother, which is why Hope confused him for me earlier. And also, he told me a few weeks in, just put a one three for every single game. Uh, last week, though, he only got one point. So. Oh wow. Addy, oh, you might be hitching yeah. your horse to the wrong wagon here. The pessimist in me, which I've learned you need to have if you're a Newcastle fan, says Brighton will win because uh, they they won against Southampton, I think, 2-1. Um, they have a good XG. They just don't actually finish it. So they should be getting a lot more goals. Christian's, his rationale is dead on for newcastle <laughs> right they always do something stupid and and they did look like they could score from open play uh they ended up getting that corner but they did deserve a goal from open play i hate this i'm gonna put it one nil brighton okay moving on we've got west ham versus arsenal this is the real london derby and uh i'm not oh it would be w-h-a a-r-s right it wouldn't be ham ham ours. W H U W H U A R S. Yeah. W H U A R S. Wars instead of whores. 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 that? I mean, how, they are. How does a Scottish? By... How does a Scottish person say whores? Whores. That's like sorry, a random story. If we have time for it, I had this like uh, I did a production of Macbeth in school, which is Scottish, um, and. There's a line, horror, horror, horror. And just the way Canadians speak, if you say it too fast, it sounds like horror, horror, horror. Oh, it's horrors. So it just sounds like he's coming out like terrified because someone's been murdered. He's like, horrors, horrors, horrors. <laughs> like he just looks like a prude. But anyway. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for Adrian to become a drama teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Don't say horrors, children. Nick said this is the real London Derby. I don't know what that even means. Um, but I think Arsenal feel empowered after their last match. But West Ham are still good. 1-1. I'm going to take West Ham in a not-so-upsetting upset. 2-1. Uh, um, I'm going to take the opposite. So Arsenal to win 2-1. I think Odegaard's been a, a pretty good player. I think he'll get involved again. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump on copy Addy there. I think it's also going to be a 2-1. Uh, yeah. Odegaard, Odegaard did get on the score sheet. Did they count that as his goal or was it an own goal in the end? I did mean, he, it was a deflection, it was right? I think it was his goal still. Does he play in the Prem 
or is he mostly Europa? You host a soccer podcast. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't catch. I started doing that before I heard. Uh, I mean, he played, he played against Spurs. So, oh shit. Nice. Looks like he plays in Europa, but also in the Prem. That's, that's sick. I, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't realize that. That's Odegaard? Yeah. I can't imagine who they, who they put in over him. Emil Smith Rowe did look good too. Really when, good. when they play together, don't they though? Did they? Yeah, they I play did. together, I think. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing is like he he's looking really good, and Arsenal have a lot of like good young players coming through. It'd be a shame yeah. if Odegaard just takes their place. And I got I got Smith Rowe's first name right this time. Yeah, that's good. So uh, I like that. that send fake us a <laughs> give us a listen, Elliot Smith Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be an Elliot Smith Rowe out there. He's got oh, there has the podcast. to be. Okay, let's move on to the real London derby. Aston Villa versus Spurs. <laughs> uh, um, which uh, which of the which of that royal family supports Aston Villa? Is that is that the, the bald girl? the one of the bald ones? He's the one married to the Geordie, right? What well, uh, isn't Kate a Geordie? Kate? I don't is she? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel Either like way. I would... I would feel it on the air if she was. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I just I was gonna say I know, but this is a podcast. It's got to be good. You got to speak. Okay, I'm gonna um, stifle okay. all my bullshit here. Uh, who do you think is gonna win, the Birmingham side of London or the London side of London? I mean, you know, I would say that the Spurs know the lay of the land better than Villa know London. Yeah, I think Spurs are gonna win. Two two nail against Villa, even though my boy John Maginho is on that team. But Maginho. Ross Barkley's been garbage. He hasn't even gotten back into the team since his good start mm. and his injury. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Spurs. I got completely duped today by a tweet that said Aston Villa signed Aaron Ramsey, and I like almost sent it to the chat. And was like, boys, what? But it turns it was a different Aaron Ramsey. It was an Aaron Ramsey from their youth academy that is nothing like the Aaron Ramsey we all know and love. Uh, so because of that, uh, Spurs is going to win 1-0. Um, to, my, to complete my, uh, my Richard predictions of the day, I'm going 3-1 Tottenham. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> I think it's going to be a 2-1 win for Mourinho's Spurs. Because they're not on a great run, I don't think. But I think Villa Villa didn't look great against Newcastle. What do you mean you don't think? You're the host of a soccer podcast. <laughs> Damn. That sounded targeted. Hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> um, we here at Soccer Group Chat are creating a podcasting empire where we've moved up to 175 on the rankings, according to what was his name? Carlos. Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. You uh, let us know we're moving on up. Uh, you can help us uh, push farther up and maybe get ahead of BR Sport and their, you know, uh, stealing ways and taking the We the North content. You can do that by finding us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find the best soccer podcasts and uh addy yeah. 
you, why don't you give us a, a nice San Remo sing along to finish us off? Hey, can you close us out in Albanian? Yeah, throw out some Albanian. Oh shit! Uh, all right, put me on the spot, man. I've been here so long. Expect me to say, ask, <laughs> tell, uh, tell the fans. Thanks for listening. We'll be yeah. in your ear. Love from Albania. <laughs> yeah. I'll, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll put my sensual voice on. Right? Uh, uh. This isn't your sensual voice. <laughs> Let me get, get the, uh, the ASMR tones. But in there, it should not be Jewel. They should not be. Uh, Rome should be in Pursuit. Like, I don't see me, nothing. Uh,